I was never good at math, but basic math comes in handy when studying Bible prophecy. For example, can you solve this equation? 7 plus 62 plus 1 equals 70. Bible prophecy experts call this Daniel's 70 weeks. It spans 490 prophetic weeks or years of Israel's history. 69 of the 70 weeks or 483 years has already been fulfilled. One seven-year period of time remains when, according to Daniel chapter 9, the prince who is to come will make a strong covenant with many for one week. One terrible, horrible, no good, very bad prophetic week. A future time in Bible prophecy known as the seven-year tribulation adds up to Jacob's trouble. The worst of times on planet Earth. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. Hello and welcome in to this Friday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for tuning in. Well, more than 2,000 Bible prophecies have already been fulfilled. Each happened just as it was prophesied, without error and without exception. Today, Ron takes us to the books of Daniel and Revelation to talk about a prophecy that has not yet been fulfilled as he continues his series, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. Stay with us here or stop by our new digital streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. You can also subscribe to the podcast at Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And now from Revelation chapter 6, here's Ron with his Something Good Radio message, The Jewish Evangelism Explosion. You know, seven years is a long period of time. In seven years, you can almost complete two terms for the President of the United States. In seven years, a child is born and reaches the third grade. In seven years, a student goes off to college, completes his undergraduate degree, goes on to medical school, and nearly finishes medical school. Seven years is a long period of time, isn't it? Can you remember what you were doing seven long years ago? Well, seven years is also that period of time in Bible prophecy known as the tribulation. And it's a long time for calamity, And yes, the wrath of God to cascade upon planet Earth as it is talked about in Revelation chapters 6 through 18. Uh, But some of you may be wondering, where do we come up with the idea that the tribulation, this event in future Bible prophecy, is seven years long? Well, to answer that question, we have to go back in time to approximately 586 B.C., to a time when a pagan king named Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon besieged the city of Jerusalem, took the Hebrew people, the Israelites, captive, and the Israelites went into 70 years of bondage, disciplined by the Lord during that time. Among those captives was a young teenage boy by the name of Daniel. And you can read about Daniel in the Old Testament. The book of Daniel is a fascinating read. Uh, Daniel was an incredible young man. He, he lived an exemplary life, grew up in a pagan culture, rose to power in the Babylonian government. But Daniel remained faithful to the one true God who is the God of Israel, the God of the Hebrews. 
We know Daniel is the one who refused to bow down to the king's image, and we applaud Daniel for that. Uh, in the midst of great pressure from the culture uh, to worship a pagan idol, Daniel said, no, I won't do that. We know Daniel and his three friends who uh, uh, miraculously were saved from the, the mouths of lions as they said that they would rather uh, uh, die at the lion's mouth than to, than to worship the pagan god. I mean, Daniel was an incredible young man. Daniel was gifted in leadership. He was gifted in administration. That's why he rose to power, even in a pagan culture. But the one thing we remember about Daniel, perhaps most exciting, most uh, exhilarating, is that God had gifted Daniel to look into the future. Uh, Daniel was a prophet in that way. Uh, yes, he was, a, he was a government worker. He was the, God's man in that pagan culture. But, but God had given Daniel a prophetic gift and the reason we know that the tribulation in Bible prophecy is seven years long is because of a prediction that Daniel made 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, rather than turning to the book of Daniel, I just want you to look in. It is really hard to understand the book of Revelation completely without understanding this very important prophetic section of Scripture, Daniel 9 verses 24 to 27. And in that section of Scripture, God gives Daniel a vision and a prophecy uh, known as Daniel's 70 weeks. You've probably heard me throughout this series refer to the tribulation as that time in the Old Testament called Jacob's trouble, also called Daniel's 70th week. Where do we get that idea? Well, Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 the prophecy says 77s, or another translation says 70 weeks, are decreed for your people and your holy city. Now, you don't have to be a math genius to understand that in prophetic language, a week is not seven days, but seven years. And so, 70 weeks is 70 times seven years, or 490 years. The prophecy that Daniel received was about how God would use uh, the people of Israel, His chosen people, for a period of time lasting 490 years. And the time, the prophecy says, the, uh, the timeline began was when the king made a decree. Now, by, not by now, we've gone from uh, Nebuchadnezzar to a guy named Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes, by now, 70 years some later, after the Babylonian captivity, he's the king. And we know from Scripture that in 445 B.C., King Artaxerxes gave uh, a guy named Nehemiah permission to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. You can read about that in the Old Testament book of Nehemiah. And that's when the timeline for the 490 years began. Now, Daniel 9, verses 24 to 27, kind of breaks down this 490 years or 70 weeks into seven weeks, 62 weeks, and then one week. Okay? It started in 445 B.C. Let's fast forward 483 of the 490 years. Are you with me so far? Or are some of you saying, I, wouldn't, I didn't sign up for a math lesson this morning? All right? You've got to be a little bit of a you know, basic math person in Bible prophecy, at least as it relates to Daniel's prophecy here. So fast forward from 445 B.C. using the Jewish calendar. Different than our Roman Greco calendar, the Jewish calendar is 360 days a year. You fast forward that 483 years to the time 
when the prophecy says the anointed one, a reference to Messiah, will be cut off. This is what Daniel's prophecy says. 483 years to that date, Jesus mounted a donkey in Jerusalem, rode in on Palm Sunday, declared himself to be the Messiah. The euphoric crowd sang, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And days later, the anointed one was cut off. He was crucified. You see, God loves to make promises and predict the future. And every time he predicts the future, he fulfills it one hundred percent of the time. And these aren't just vague, general, kind of Nostradamus predictions. No, these are very specific ones. And he always fulfills his promises. He always makes good on his predictions. And he does so in a very, very precise way. I mean, 483 years to the day, and scholars have done the calculation using the Jewish calendar. Jesus mounts that. You, you thought Palm Sunday was all about Palm branches, didn't you? No. It was the, fulfill, the 483 years of fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy. Now, it leads us with a little math problem, doesn't it? There's seven years or one week remaining in Daniel's prophecy. According to the chart, and I've, I've put it on there, we are living in this prophetic gap. It's called the times of the Gentiles, the church age. Between Daniel's 69th week, which ended when Messiah was cut off, and the 70th week that remains. You say, well, what, what, what happened to the last week of Daniel's prophecy? If, if God's going to make good on all of his predictions, if he's going to make good on all of his promises, where, where's the last seven years? Ah, I'm glad you asked this morning, because that's where the book of Revelation solves the mystery of the remaining week in Daniel's prophecy. That's the seven-year period of time, future to us, known as the tribulation. Daniel's 70th week, a time the Old Testament refers to as Jacob's trouble. It's a tumultuous time on earth. But God makes good on His prediction, makes good on His promise. The book of Revelation, in great detail, from chapter 6 through chapter 18, with chapter 19 being the culmination of the second coming of Jesus Christ at the Battle of Armageddon, it's in that section of Scripture where we have all these details about the 70th week, the last seven years of this 490-year prophecy. Are you still with me? I mean, when, when, you, when you study Bible prophecy, friends, and you, you look at how God keeps, makes good on His promises and keeps His prophecies to 100%, our jaws ought to drop to the floor at the precision by way God reveals Himself in Scripture. And more than that, our knees ought to fall to the ground, worshiping Him for how He has revealed Himself in the pages of Scripture. Oh, it takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of math. It, it takes a little bit of piecing together uh, prophecies from you know, 600 years before Jesus was born to where we are today. But this is the most exciting, thrilling, exhilarating study Bible prophecy is because if, if God is that meticulous in making good on prophecies and fulfilling them up to this point, don't you think He's going to do that with the remaining prophecies that have yet to be fulfilled that we read about in the book of Revelation? Of course He is. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Ron Jones' message, 
the Jewish evangelism explosion. If you're new to the program, keep in mind that all of Ron's messages are archived at our website, somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, use the Partner tab at the top of the homepage and check out the 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can share the gospel through this radio and internet broadcast. Join the 828 Club from our website, or you can call us at 757-276-1099. Again, that's 757-276-1099. And now from the book of Revelation, here's Ron with the rest of today's message, The Jewish Evangelism Explosion. The book of Revelation solves the mystery. And, And it solves it in this way, because God has a plan for his chosen people, Israel. He has a program for them. And 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, there was a prophecy about 490 years. And God hasn't forgotten the other seven years. You ever wonder why the nation of Israel, which is probably the size of the state of Connecticut, is in the news about every day or every other night? You ever wonder why so many people hate the Jews? You ever wonder why the Islamic nations call Israel the little Satan and every friend of Israel, and there aren't many, but like the United States and Great Britain, the great Satan? You wonder why the devil has Israel in his crosshairs and at times throughout history has tried to wipe off the planet every remembrance of God's chosen people? There's only one reason for that, and that's because Israel is the apple of God's eye. He loves his chosen people. And he has a program for Israel. And he has a plan for Israel. And I'm not one of those ones that confuse the church in Israel. No, look at the chart there. My best understanding of Daniel's prophecy and other scholars very much agree with this. We are in that prophetic gap. We are are in the church age. And there's coming a time, an event known as the rapture of the church, where the times of the Gentiles will end. And that ushers in God's attention again, primarily then, to the nation of Israel to fulfill Daniel's 70th week. It's a time of trouble and tribulation on this earth. Jesus said, like this world has never experienced before. This is why I would say to every politician that they need to remember God's promise to a guy named Abraham. Every politician needs to remember that that our blessing as a nation is directly tied to the United States of America being a friend of Israel. Why do I say that? Because Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 to 3, the Lord says to Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth should be blessed. It should be required reading for every politician in Washington to read Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, and to form policy according to it. I'm not saying Israel is perfect, but God blesses the nation that blesses Israel. You withdraw our diplomatic and even military support of Israel, and God withdraws His blessing. Mark His word, not my word. Mark His word, because this is the promise He made to Israel, or to uh, Abraham, um, 
many, many, many years ago. Revelation chapter 7, and that brings us up to where we are in our study, Revelation 6 and 7. Revelation chapter 7, speaking of God continuing to use the Hebrew people, Revelation 7 talks about a, a future, what would I call Jewish evangelism explosion. Because although the, the tribulation period is a time of great trouble and great turmoil, and yes, a time when the Antichrist takes the world stage and, and deceives so many people, there will also simultaneous to, to that be the, the greatest spiritual awakening that this world has ever experienced, led by, and you can read about it, and we will in a moment, in chapter 7, 144,000 Jewish evangelists who come to faith in Jesus Christ, recognizing Jesus as their Messiah after the rapture in the early stages of the tribulation. And think of a guy like Billy Graham and his worldwide evangelistic ministry and the impact that one servant of God had. Multiply that by 144,000 Jewish evangelists that God uses to produce this worldwide spiritual awakening. Some people say that more people will come to faith in Christ during the tribulation period than perhaps the, the collective amount of saved souls over the entire church age. And at the same time, uh, there will be an equal number of martyrs during that, which brings us back to chapter 6 of Revelation. Last time we were together, we talked about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the first of the four sealed judgments. And remember, Revelation chapters 6 through 18 detail the cascading judgments and the wrath of the Lamb in 21 specific judgments uh, collected into, into seven judgments, the seven seal judgments, the seven trumpet judgments, the seven bowl judgments. Those are all detailed in chapters 6 through 18. We got through four of the seal judgments last time, commonly known as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. But let's pick it up in the middle of chapter 6 and take a look at the fifth seal. The opening of the fifth seal there's a shift from earth to heaven, and John sees the blood of many, many martyrs, those who, for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, lost their lives. Uh, Revelation chapter 6 and verse 9, he says, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the Word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice. O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. Again, following the four horsemen of the apocalypse, we, we have the fifth seal. And, and John sees under the altar of God the souls of those who had been slain and martyred for the Word of God and for their testimony in Jesus Christ. Who are these slain souls? Certainly in church history, we could point to all kinds of people uh, you know, the, uh, that have been martyred for their faith. Some say the persecution of Christians today worldwide is, is, is more intense than it's ever been. Uh, but certainly throughout church history, as uh, one scholar said many, many years ago, the blood of martyrs has, has stained the church and, and built the church in many ways. But, but these, I do not believe, are church-age martyrs. These are people 
who come to faith in Jesus Christ during the tribulation period who are slain for their faith. Uh, Because as soon as they profess faith in Jesus Christ, remember the Antichrist and his terrorist merchants unleash unprecedented levels of persecution against followers of Jesus. And this is what John is picturing, these martyred souls who came to faith in Christ during the tribulation period. Now, some of you may be saying, well, I thought the Holy Spirit was gone during the tribulation. Well, He is in a sense. You know, the restrainer is lifted. The restrainer who who indwells the church of Jesus Christ, the church is raptured out. And his, His ministry indwelling the church and using the church as the salt of the earth to restrain the encroachment of evil, that is taken out. And as soon as that happens, all hell literally breaks loose on this earth. But that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is not active in the world during the tribulation period. And He certainly is evangelizing souls and winning souls to faith in Jesus Christ through the 144,000 Jewish evangelists plus two mysterious witnesses that appear in Revelation chapter 11. We'll talk about them in weeks to come. But the Holy Spirit is very active through these, these agents. You're listening to Something Good Radio with Dr. Ron Jones. Today's message, The Jewish Evangelism Explosion, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Use the radio tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And while you're there, be sure to check out Dr. Ron Jones' Discipleship Coaching Experience. Starting point, a disciple's first steps. Join Ron as he takes you back to the fundamentals of the Christian faith and helps equip you to fulfill the Great Commission by making disciples of others. To find Starting Point, a disciple's first steps, look for Something Good courses when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Dolorosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where He shed His blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. To make a reservation or to get more information on our trip to the Holy Land, look for Something Good Travel when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. For your gift to Something Good Radio, we'd like to offer you the complete audio download of the series that you're hearing now, Mysteries of the Apocalypse, The Last Days of Planet Earth, and The Return of Jesus Christ. In this 20-message series, Dr. Ron Jones takes you on an exciting journey through the book of Revelation and unveils some of the greatest and most mysterious prophecies in all of Scripture. That's Mysteries of the Apocalypse, yours for a limited time for your gift to Something Good Radio. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org, mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456, or call our offices at 757-276-1099. You ever wonder why it's hard to reach a Jewish person with Jesus as their Messiah? Well. 
Romans chapter 11 and verse 25 talks about the sovereignty of God and His plan and program for Israel. And Paul writes these words, a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. We are in that prophetic gap, the church age, the times of the Gentiles. And, and the Bible says in no uncertain terms that there has been a partial hardening or a blindness over the nation of Israel during this time. That's why it's hard to reach Jews for Jesus, although there are many across our planet who profess Jesus as their Messiah. But all of that will change after the rapture. That's next time when Ron shares part two of his message, The Jewish Evangelism Explosion. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. God bless and thanks for listening.